Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, No one can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O you of little faith? So do not worry and say, what are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. It's good to see you all. It's a little chilly, huh? Chilly morning. Well, as we come into the Mass, as we, as we pray this Mass, um, when we look at the Scripture readings today, you always, and I invite you to kind of listen with your heart. Um, and as I preach, um, and as the Lord hopefully uses me to speak to your heart, to encourage you, um, I'd like you to pay attention to one or two things that God might be inviting you to take, not just um, here at Mass, but to take home and continue to ponder and think about. This is what it means to be a contemplative. To develop a contemplative life is to hear what God wants me to hear and then to take it back into my prayer at home throughout the week and to continue to ponder and, if you will, uh, mine the treasures that God's inviting us to, to explore as we hear his word, as we celebrate the mass. Um, this is an important part of our faith that we hear God, but then we just don't just leave what we heard here, but we take it with us in our hearts and continue to meditate upon it and rest in it. In our first reading from Isaiah chapter 49, it says here, Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. 
So this is the people of God. Zion is the city of God. It's the people of God, the people of Israel, pondering and saying, God forgot us. How many of you can relate to that in your hearts? How many of you can feel that? Where you said prayers and you don't feel like they were answered. You feel like you could say that from your own heart. The Lord has forsaken me. My Lord's forgotten me. We can all relate to that, right? And we shouldn't be afraid to press into that because that's being honest. If we're not honest, we can't grow. So we got to be honest in our spiritual life and our walk with the Lord. And so the Lord responds to that thought that the, the, the Zion was having, the people of God. He says, can a mother forget her infant or be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Any question mark? Makes you think, okay, can she? Well, sure, we've seen it happen, right? Mothers at times sadly do forget. Um, that's, that's a reality in a broken world. Um, but then he goes to, to say, even if she does forget, I will not forget you. Okay? Even if she does forget, I will not forget you. So we have this experience that's created in our minds of love. A paternal love or maternal love based on our history growing up. Everyone in here is a history of sin. And you also have a history of grace. And God is wanting you to think about that. Because your history often projects in your mind the idea you have of love. For obvious reasons, right? We, we only know what we know. So growing up, mom or dad possibly hurt you in some way or another and that remains with you well the Lord's saying to us okay you've had some bad experiences you've struggled in your life you, you've had experiences that have wounded you that have put up a huge caution flag that have put up the, the, the yellow tape around your heart do not enter you know stay away and we're not always even aware of that in our minds. But in our deep subconscious, we do have in our hearts. The heart never forgets. Our hearts never forget love. Nor do they forget pain and hurt or rejection or betrayal. And especially when you're little as a child and you're rejected in any way, your heart remembers that moment. Even if you don't necessarily forget it here. This is why sometimes... We have feelings that we can't quite explain because those feelings are coming from a past experience we perhaps have forgotten. And even in the womb, a child can feel rejection. And if you will not maybe process that mentally, obviously, but that child in its spirit, that, that human spirit can pick up that mother's rejection of that child or fear. Sometimes we have fears and we don't know where they're coming from. Perhaps mom was terribly afraid when you were in the womb. And you don't know why you're having all this fear and anxiety. Sometimes, and I'm not saying all the times, but sometimes it's rooted clear back to the womb. And so the healing process, the healing process, you just being at church this morning, is your choice to enter into the healing process. You're placing yourselves with me in the presence of Almighty God. And God wants to reveal to you who He is. 
who he truly is. And see, we have these ideas in our minds. So God has to bring to light these lies that we might carry around in our hearts and minds. Because see, what we believe is how we act. How we believe is how we act. What we think often reflects right how we feel, and that will be often a motivator to how we're going to act. And so we got to bring our hearts wounded, broken before the Lord. And we need to ask the Lord to give us the courage, the courage to let him speak into our hearts truth. But see, if I believe God's forsaken me and forgot me, then I'm stuck. I'm in bondage. So I need in some way to come to an awareness that that's a lie. That's not true. He didn't forget you. He's not forsaken you. And so what do I do? Well, I have to, again, prayer. This is where prayer comes in. Our prayer, placing yourself in the presence of God. That's what prayer is. Just putting your heart out there, exposing your heart. We talk about exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus exposes his heart to you and I. Vulnerable. He never fought back. And he won't fight back. He won't beat us. He won't whip us. He won't scourge us. He won't spit upon us or mock us or make fun of us. Although in the world we live, we experience those things at times. The Lord will never do that to us. So we have this experience where we have to bring our hearts before the Lord. Open ourselves up in prayer. And I think this is sometimes, I reflect in my own journey, this is why we have a hard time praying sometimes. We're not quite aware of it, but deep in our subconscious, we have an idea or image of God that isn't attractive. That doesn't appeal to us as someone I want to spend time with. And so God's inviting you to open your mind and your heart to the revelation of who he really is. And that means we have to humble ourselves and acknowledge that we don't know the Lord always in every way we think we know him. And so... That's precisely why our psalm is saying to us today, Jesus, or the Lord is saying through our psalm 62, rest in God alone, my soul. Rest in God alone, my soul. Well, what if my image of God is twisted? I can't rest in God alone with a twisted image of God. I can only rest in God if I know the true face of God. And I ain't, ain't, huh? caught myself. That's the first time I probably caught myself saying ain't. I ain't going to rest in God if I have a twisted image of God. So I have to put my heart in the presence of God and I have to be willing to suffer the waiting of God revealing himself to me. You know, I, I've I had a, a lot, lot to do yesterday. I did a ton of things. A lot of ministry. I was really spent yesterday. And this morning after the 7 a.m. Mass, I went in front of the Blessed Sacrament in the rectory and spent three hours sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament, doing nothing. Some of it was sleeping. (laughs) But most of it, I was up. I kept myself up. Now let me tell you, at the end of those three hours, 
I, I didn't want to be there. I'd rather go and eat and just read and do what I wanted to do and just kind of maybe watch a little TV, just do nothing. I didn't want to sit quietly. I had to suffer the waiting, the silence. And let me tell you, at the end of the three hours, I felt different. I felt healed. I felt renewed. I felt rejuvenated. But let me tell you, it wasn't until near the end where I really started sensing I was reconnecting with the Lord. I was being fed with the Lord after that time, that long time of prayer. It's kind of like I lost my connection with the Lord. The heart, the router went bad. And I needed to reconnect so he could stream love into me. And I could feel connected again to the Lord's heart. And I felt changed. But it's just a witness that if we suffer the waiting, God will reveal himself to our minds and hearts. But often we're not willing to suffer the waiting. So a little challenge for you this week is come to our adoration chapel here and suffer the waiting as God reveals his love to you, as God reconnects your heart to his heart and as he downloads and streams life and love into you. Just receive. And then you'll, you'll leave that chapel different. It's happened to me time and time again where I think, well, it's not going to do anything. But we get in the habit of disbelief and then God, he gets stuck, we get stuck. And the Lord's like, just give me a chance, please, give me a chance. Just, just put everything away for two or three hours and just come and sit with me. And you might think that's a long time and it is, but let me tell you, if you just sit there, you don't have to do anything. Just sit there. Be bored. Be bored for three hours. And I guarantee after three hours, you'll start to sense a connection with the Lord's heart. A little retreat. It's like a little retreat. So we're going to be starting Lent soon, right, this week. And this is a great time for us all to grow in our devotion to the Lord. So as the Lord reveals himself at this Mass, I just ask that we open our hearts and have the humility to let God speak something into us, say something to us, teach us about prayer. Open yourself up in a way you maybe haven't opened yourself up in a long time. Share your boredom with Jesus. Share your distractions with Jesus. Share your frustrations with Jesus. Share your joys. Share it all with the Lord. 